I hate having my photo taken so much. Like I think that's what makes me a good photographer right. because I feel your pain. You understand. <laughs> just totally. totally can't stand it. Welcome to the Greatness Formula Podcast, the ultimate destination for those looking to excel in life, business, and real estate. Join your host, Jamie Algar, each week as she brings you conversations with successful real estate agents, business owners, and local influencers. We're all about delivering actionable advice that prioritizes one thing, your success. So let's cut to the chase and dive right in. Your journey to greatness starts now. Welcome to the Greatness Formula Podcast, where we talk about all things entrepreneur and success. I'm Jamie Algeyer, your host. And today we have with me my very good friend, Michelle, with one L. Uh, she is a headshot, and I have to read her bio here because it's pretty awesome. <laughs> Michelle with one L is a headshot and personal branding photographer in the Black Hills. She started out in the corporate world, moved to a wedding photographer, and eventually left weddings to focus on headshot and brand photography which is actually something that not very many photographers focus on. That's true. Uh, she believes everyone is beautiful and deserves a headshot that they love. It's all a matter of the right lens, the right light, and the right posing. Welcome, Michelle. Thank you. It's fun to be here. Thank you for joining us. <laughs> um, so tell me a little bit about how you got started. Your evolution was a little bit different. I've heard your story a couple different times, and I love it. So <laughs> share with everyone kind of how you got started and how you ended up where you're at today. Um, anyway, I've always had an artsy side. I was a photographer and the art editor of the yearbook when I was in high school. And then once I had kids, um, that kind of went by the wayside. Sure. And then I was in corporate America for 17 years and started, um, when my kids were in theater, got the camera out again and fell back in love with taking photos. Yeah. So started doing headshots, um, eventually made it into wedding photography, um, had my own marketing company for a while, and then all of a sudden I kind of got pushed over the edge, um, got kicked, uh, the market changed for marketing, and so I ended up just deciding to do photography full-time. Yep. So it was the best decision that I ever made. I thought that headshots would be um, something I did until I was a full-time wedding photographer. Okay. Um, we'll talk more about when I rebranded, re but yeah, yeah. Um, it ends up being what I do best, what I love best. Um, I love making people feel beautiful in front of the camera. You got to take your headshot. Yep, yep. If you see my headshot, <laughs> which you will, if you look at the podcast page, you'll see my headshot. Michelle did a fantastic job. She makes it fun and... I'm one of those people that absolutely hates pictures and she made it fun and very comfortable. Um, and I think that is what makes, a, it's the start of a great photo. Well, just... and I think I hate having my photo taken so much. Like I think that's what makes me a good photographer right. because I feel your pain. You understand, <laughs> I just totally. just really can't stand it. So, and I would, and it's funny because I just had a job last week where I had maybe 15 different people come in and every single person down to the last one said, I really hate having my photo taken. I'm not very good at it. Sure. And sure enough, they all got photos that they loved. So that's awesome. Yeah. You definitely I, are great at what you do. I empathize. <laughs> I empathize. That's what I do. <laughs> so I know you you talked you kind of alluded to your rebranding. What inspired you to um, make the dive into just headshot photography? So um, yeah, that's what I was starting to say earlier and got all confused. Um, but yeah, I was doing headshots um, while I was still in the corporate world and I thought eventually I would be a full-time wedding photographer. Mm -hmm. um, and then in 2000, well, so I shot a, one of my very first weddings in 2013 and then by 2019, I had kind of solidified my style. 
I was working with higher end clients and I was ready to uh, brand myself as a luxury wedding brand photographer. And I hired an amazing brand designer to redo my website and help me with my new logo and just mm -hmm. a whole rebrand re into luxury wedding photography. Um, Mariah Riona, huge shout out to her if she's watching this. <laughs> and um, she sat with me, we interviewed, we went through a whole process where we tried to nail down what my brand was going to look like. And she sat me down at the end of all of that and she said, Michelle, I think you need to give up weddings and do only brand and headshot photography because that's what you love. You're passionate about your clients. You love working with business people and learning their stories. Yep. And she said, I think that's you and I think you would be foolish to give it up. And so I went home and I cried <laughs> for one day. Uh -huh. I just, I love weddings and I had no intention of giving that up. But, um, but after she shared that with me, I kind of, I realized that that was the case, that all of these headshots that I've been doing for 10 years and having women come in and saying, oh my gosh, Michelle, I've never had a photo of myself yep. that I like yep. and yep. you gave me one and literally people crying, like that's how special that was. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like there's a... Uh, what's the word? Um, I don't know. I just feel like that, that there's a gift for that there. And I think that it's, yep. I think everyone deserves a headshot that they love. So. It's always interesting when someone can look from the outside and point out what you do really well, even though it's not something that you ever really lean right. on. Right. So I, I think that's a fantastic I piece a of mean, your story. Yeah. yeah. It was a means to an end and it ended up being what I think I probably do best. Yeah. So, absolutely um yeah but it does take other people sometimes to come in and point you in the right direction and say hey you've been doing this all along and you don't even see right it. you don't even see that you have that gift with people yeah so yeah. yeah so so you guys moved here you moved to the black hills a couple years ago mm -hmm. how did you um how did you break into this industry how did you break into the industry here that is probably one of the biggest challenges that i've had in my business Career. Sure. Um, moving, and I had heard before that moving a business from one location to another, especially in photography, was very difficult. Um, I feel like South Dakota, like Denver, is pretty um, forward thinking, and there mm -hmm. are people, lots of people there, hired me for their personal brand photography. Um, we came up here and a lot of people said, what's a brand photo? Right, right. <laughs> I even had someone say, what's a headshot? That sounds dangerous. <laughs> so, so, it's not what you're hearing about not on the what, media. No, exactly. So, um, yeah, so, that, so I just feel like there was not necessarily a market here. And I guess the decision had to be made whether I was going to um, change my brand that I had worked so hard to build the last sure. couple of years or... Um, just take some time and educate people about why they need a new headshot yeah. that looks like it's from today, clean and modern and well lighted, right. as opposed to from the 1990s, <laughs> very dated. So, um, and that takes time. And then uh, again, the brand photography, not everyone understands why you would need that or what that can do for you. But I feel like people here are starting to understand that. Definitely. Um, uh, it's definitely been um, a process. And again, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think if we've, as we've seen more businesses, especially small and home-based and like those people that are trying to get their name out there, mm -hmm. I think they, people who have come in from out of state yes. are oftentimes the ones that kind of have kind of spurred that. That's, and, I think that's very true. Yeah. And I have always relied on word of mouth in Colorado. Everything was word of mouth. Mm -hmm. Most of my clients came from other referrals, people that had worked with me and said, oh, you need to work with Michelle. 
Um, but once I came up here, I didn't have that anymore. So I've been sure. I've been working on the networking side, but my SEO has become much more important. But people are mm -hmm. finding me who are coming from out of state. So they're coming here from Louisiana, or they're coming from Chicago, or they're coming from somewhere else, and they know what they're looking for. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I think it's just a process and sure. helping people to understand how they can use photography to grow their business. Yeah, absolutely. So do you think there are specific skills that you have that maybe give you an edge over someone else who's in the same space as you? I think that um, all of my years as a headshot photographer, I've probably done thousands, literally thousands of headshots. Mm -hmm. And I've gotten to the point where I can look at somebody. In fact, I might be looking at people even while they're speaking or while I'm right. <laughs> figuring out what their angle is and what's what's going to work for them. Sure. So, but I can do it pretty quickly now. I can usually tell what somebody's good side is, if they need a low shot or a high shot or what's going to flatter them the most. Sure. Um, I know which lens to use for which body type. I know the best lighting to use that's most flattering. Mm -hmm. um, but honestly, I think my biggest skill when it comes to that is that I feel people's pain right to being in front of the camera you know and how so they feel <laughs> I do and I think there's something to be said for putting people at ease and if someone can Absolutely. come in and say hey I had a lot of fun in front of the camera like yeah. that was way more enjoyable than I expected and for sure then I think I think there's a skill to that too making yeah people feel comfortable so when you have a lull in business or when you um like when things slow down, how do you, I mean, as, as an entrepreneur and as a, a business person who's really doing it out there for themselves, there's obviously benefits for us doing that. That's the reason we go out on our own. But when, when it comes to a slow time, like I imagine around Christmas, people mm -hmm. aren't, they're busy just like with our industry. Mm -hmm. People are busy. What do you do? What tools do you have? Or what do you kind of put into place to make sure that you're still showing up and doing your job and putting in, investing in yourself every day? Well, I'm a workshopaholic, so if okay. I do have extra time, I love to be taking workshops. Okay. Um, though, to be honest, those get expensive, and so I've had to like <laughs> I've had to cut myself off and go cold turkey on that. Um, but educate. There's just so much you can do online. There's so much education, yep. and there's ways that you can use that time. And then I also think. Um, as most entrepreneurs do, you're always thinking of what is the next thing that you can do. Absolutely. Um, that's gonna get that's gonna work when you're not working, right? Like right. whether it's your next advertising or marketing, um, if you're if you're gonna have another side gig that you're going to be doing, something that's online, there's a lot of coaching and mentoring going on, especially yep. in my industry. Um, I have not gone into that. I don't know if that's what I want to do, but I think it's always out there. Do you want to be a coach or do you want to have uh, Absolutely. help other people get started in your industry? Yeah, that so. definitely seems to be a big thing right now going out and finding a coach or finding someone. And I think it's that accountability mm -hmm. piece. That's like probably true, yeah. They are encouraging you to do something and you say, yeah, that's a great idea. And then it's yeah. hard and you right. just don't do it. Right. So uh, that's a- Which is what you're doing right now with your podcast. <laughs> Which is why I love this because I would like to do a podcast and start doing- And you have writing. a fantastic idea for a podcast. I have a fun idea. You do, so. <laughs> yes. Hopefully we'll get to introduce that to you soon. Yes, very soon. Um, so looking forward, what do you think are some potential roadblocks and how do you think you would overcome them? That is a really good question. I think probably I'm dealing, I think the whole photography world is especially what I do, well, anybody, you can get in front of a camera and do your own videos. You can get in front of a camera and take your own photos. I've seen more and more people on Facebook and Instagram with photos that were generated by AI, like mm -hmm. completely generated by AI, even taken from 
you upload a bunch of photos in and then they completely create a photo that's not even yeah like it just I did that nowhere right <laughs> well I'm I tried it but I it worked I can tell like I can usually oh you totally can yeah. yeah and so if we're going that direction I kind of feel like it would be it'll be sad to be online and that's all you see is like AI generated photos mm -hmm. so um, I hope people don't give up the whole human touch. I think right. there's something to be said. Yeah. And even I need to do some of my own branding, and I've been trying to figure out how do I take my own photos that I can use for my own branding. Sure. Um, like, I should be able to do that as a photographer, but there's something about the interaction with another human on the other side of the camera yeah. that makes that brings out your personality and makes it right. more, I don't more relatable or friendly or something. I don't know. Because you're not going to tell yourself to say Chardonnay, <laughs> right? Say <laughs> Chardonnay. I might. Well, AI might be doing that before we know. So I think AI is going to put a whole damper on the whole personal Interesting. side of things. But I have not, I think you were asking me how I would um, approach that and what I'm going to do about it. And mm -hmm. I don't know that I can at this point, but... It's definitely something that's challenging that we're going to have to deal with. But so is every every industry. Every industry faces right challenges, mm -hmm. absolutely. But even the even real estate and mortgage lending. I mean, that's going to be. I was just reading an article out in your front uh, while I was waiting for you. There's yeah. a whole article about AI in your industry too. Oh yeah, it's yeah, crazy. It is. Crazy. And AI has been around forever. We were, I was talking to a financial planner that said if you think that AI hasn't been used to help figure out like. What to put your mm -hmm. what to put your investments in, and you take quizzes. That's all AI that helps right. decide that. That's it's just true. this is really the first time that any person has had like the access to do it themselves. Right. That's so true. it's really interesting. I I've like I've messed around with it a little bit. It's kind of fun. Mm -hmm. um, and my daughter, being an artist, her art is right behind us. Um, I think it's. I, I was talking to her about it, and she's seventeen, thinking about going into art school. And I said, how do you think the AI is going to affect the art world? Mm -hmm. And she said, I think for general, basically our conversation ended up being for general, like really simple artwork, mm -hmm. it'll probably lean toward that. I mean, right. graphic designers and photographers are going to have to really figure out how to remarket themselves. Right. But for the authentic for the authentic the actual art the actual art i think there's going to be a big push for real art again instead That's of going true. to target or walmart or mm -hmm. you know some of the home stores and finding art there's going to be a big push yeah. for real art coming back in and i think that's fantastic yeah. and i think it'll be photography too i hope so because it's all kind of the same you know that same world people are going to want real right. they're going to get real sick of i think you're right inauthentic right so i and think yeah that's even cool. seeing the little tail end of that on social media already yeah. feels like it i'm like i don't want to get on and see the ai generated photo of right everybody right? the last thing you want to do is set an appointment <laughs> right. with someone and show up and you can't find them right, right? because they don't look anything like the picture. Like your picture that's right um so i know you're a big reader mm -hmm. do you have a favorite either business book or author or so you, i <laughs> i I'm the probably I probably never finished a business book if you can believe that oh, I, I start them that. all the time <laughs> I love to read I'm a huge reader um, but I get business books started and I get partway through them and yep. I just feel like it's just a, I just want the bullet points of the main right. tell me three things I can implement right now I think yep. someone needs to start a book club of bullet points <laughs> maybe we should do that that <laughs> would should. be really fun 
<laughs> we should actually. That would be. But I do know a girl who does that, but I am not. She's in another state, but um, I think that's not a bad idea. I, because, yeah, totally. Right, we should do it. Yeah. Maybe that's your next. Your next. Maybe. <laughs> um, but I get up every morning and I read the King James Bible, and that is that keeps me grounded and keeps me puts things in perspective. Sure. Right? So you don't get so caught up in the. Um, money-making business side of things like some days you have to just be the best grandma and mom yeah and friend absolutely. that you can be for so, sure yeah so yeah that's what keeps me grounded that's awesome yeah that's really awesome how about podcasts are there any podcasts I mean since we're doing a podcast and yes. you want to start a podcast <laughs> are there any podcasts well, that you the, listen to that this you love? is the first podcast that I am aware of that you have to be on video <laughs> <laughs> and if I had known about that before this morning I might not have shown up <laughs> you would have shown up I would have talked you into it yeah so my favorite podcast I've been listening for years and years is the guy it's Guy Raz or Guy Raz? How do you? It's Raz, R O Z, I think is okay. how you say it. And it's how I built this. And it is, he interviews, oh. he's probably the first person ever who interviewed. Well, he might be like the precursor to this. I don't know okay. if you've ever heard him, right? No, but I he, haven't. He interviews people who started all of the famous businesses that you know of. So, like the, Interesting. the gal who started Canva, the guys who started Instagram, um, Burton Snowboards, Crate and Barrel. Awesome. Um, the wine. Um, okay. What's it called? Oh, the McBride Sisters wine. Okay. Which I have not tried, but their story is We're incredible. <laughs> yeah, we should try it. Um, Uncle Nearest Whiskey is a fantastic story. Um, Five Guys Burgers is a great story. Like they're just, yeah. And he just interviews them for an hour, and you it just inspires you to want to start a business. Yeah, that's so, really awesome. I'll yeah. have to check that out. Yeah, it's my favorite, and I've been listening to it for years and years. I'm not as crazy about the newer interviews, but the old ones are just yeah classic. So that's really cool. We'll yeah. have to check that one out. Um, how about? Um, how do you leverage mentorship or coaching or is that something you've delved into yet or that you've thought about doing? I know that's a big that's a big kind of buzzword right now is go out and be a coach or right. find a coach if you're struggling. What do you what do you think about that? So that's really interesting. I feel like everybody's a coach lately, right? For sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, which is fantastic because a lot of my clients are coaches or people that are going out, um, starting businesses, trying to help other businesses start up or going out on the road and teaching people how to be a traveling, how to travel and work at the same time or how to, I mean, everyone's the coach and I don't think that's right. a bad thing. Like I love taking, those are my clients, right? I love them. Right. So whether I would be a coach I don't know, but I have gained from workshops, like from the very beginning, I'm a pretty much self-taught photographer. And so um, workshops are like my, like I said, I had to cut myself off from that. <laughs> but that's also how you build friendships and you encourage other people in business. Like I have met photographers all over the country at workshops and then we end up seeing each other at the next workshop. Right. And I actually won a trip to Burgundy, France to a five day um, film workshop Gosh, it's probably been five, five years now. I can't uh -huh. remember. Um, and it was amazing. And I showed up there, and I actually knew photographers that I met at other workshops. Oh, how awesome! <laughs> so um, yeah, so that's. I think that there's. I think every like people used to go to college. You had to go to college. Right. That's what you did. That's yep. how you got your education. And now you can go to a workshop, or you can work with a coach. And so. I think it's just different ways of learning that we yeah. didn't used to have before. Kind of that lifelong right. learning piece. I think so, yeah. too. So I don't know that I would ever, I mean, I've talked about that even with my brand person of whether I would become a coach of other photographers, but I think I just 
like the actual, I just like working with my clients too much sure. to do that. But yeah. yeah, I think that that's where we can grow so much as entrepreneurs and business yeah. people. Absolutely. Yeah. Sure. Okay. So if you had to go back, looking back on your journey through corporate America and wedding photographer, if you had to go back and tell your 18 or 21 year old self something about your journey, not changing it, mm -hmm. what do you think that that advice would be? I think I would tell myself to follow your passions. Absolutely. Because okay. I was a photographer in high school. Um, in college, I was in the dark room sometimes when I, and I let all of that go. And then it's interesting how things that you love come back yep. later in life. But I would mm -hmm. say that, um, I don't know if I listened to my own practical side or critic, or I listened to other people saying you can never make money doing art, or I don't sure. even know. Um, but I would say if something, if you're passionate about something, there's no reason to give that up. Stick I think just it. stick with it and keep doing it, or it's still going to come back and find you. <laughs> In the best it's what way. What you need I mean, to do, right? That's right, exactly. Right. It's like this tapestry of your life that all of a sudden comes full circle, right? Yeah. Like those those little strands are being woven and they're still there for and sure they're definitely going to come back you can't get rid of it so I love that I love that so much. Um, but I wish I had not been so afraid I I truly never in a million years thought I would start my own business and it wasn't until I kind of got pushed over the edge by things changing in the corporate world that sure. I was like okay I guess I'm doing this I'm gonna do it I am yeah I'm just say yes it. right <laughs> um so if you had a piece of advice for someone who was thinking about starting their own business or maybe struggling in their job, what they're doing now, what do you think that would be? What would you tell someone who needed that push? What advice do you have for them? I would say just do it. Just right? say yes. I think just do it, right? Yeah. You can always go back to yeah. the corporate world. You might as well give it a shot if you have the ability to do it. Sure. Right? Yeah. That's that's kind of my motto, just say yes. <laughs> just say yes, right? that's right. There's no reason to say no. Right. Right, and if it's hard, if it's difficult, find someone to help you. Um, I would tell my own starting out in business self, uh, the first thing you should do is hire a bookkeeper from day one, because <laughs> that's always, that's been a horrible challenge. I oh, finally, I totally I agree with that. I finally hired one two yeah. years ago. Well, you're in finance, so you understand all of that. <laughs> well, I might understand I it, but I don't want to do it. <laughs> That's right. So yeah, I would say do that and then um, outsource things that you don't like if something seems too hard and don't be afraid to ask for help because there's so yeah. many people out there who have done it yeah. before you. So. Well, and I think even if you if you find that team of people that like they're kind of your tribe as you mm -hmm. grow into being a business person or an entrepreneur, oftentimes they're looking for something that you might be great at True. and trading those things and saying, hey, will, will you do this if I do this? And um Especially when you're first starting out and it's hard and it's expensive and yeah. I mean finding those people is gold. And I do think there are, there's something to be like I'm more of a solopreneur I would say sure. whereas there are people who are entrepreneurs and they're trying to grow a large business mm -hmm. and hiring the right people to work under them and creating teams. I'm still yep. I'm still after ten years still a solopreneur. <laughs> so there's I nothing think, wrong with no, that. No, there's nothing at wrong all. with that. But it's I just fantastic. think that's a different kind. I think there's. Um, when you're trying to grow a business and get bigger that way. Yeah. Um, and and you do want to outsource and you do want to bring those people into your team. And I think you do that sooner than later and yeah, can benefit for sure. You. Yeah. Don't be afraid to ask for help. That's great advice. Don't be afraid <laughs> to ask for help. Um, I think that's kind of wraps it up. Is there anything else you want to share about your journey or what you do, why you why it's important to have a great 
photographer <laughs> on your team? I think so. What I, one of the things that I do actually, I think this is really important. Um, businesses need to have a cohesive. Uh, they need to show up online and be cohesive and consistent yep. in on their website and on their social media. And so Definitely. if you have 80 different headshots that people have just brought in as they've come to your company, mm -hmm. I think that just looks like you're not professional, you're not willing to invest, um, you're not willing to stay, with, stay up with the times and be relevant, and it just shows a lack of attention to detail. So I think it's super important for companies, not just individuals, which I think a lot of, if you're an entrepreneur, you get it and you understand that you're marketing yourself, yeah. but a lot of larger companies need to see how the times have changed and that it's worth having a budget for your marketing and for your headshots yep. and for looking um, professional and up to date so that people, yeah. I mean, that's your first chance to make an impression. Your photo shows up before you do. For sure. One of the things that we just, um, I just actually took kind of a workshop thing. Um, and that was one of the things they talked about was people, they might be referred to you, mm -hmm. but they're going to go look you at, especially younger generations. I'm not going to say how old we are, but um, <laughs> younger generations go on social media and they go on websites and they right. do a lot of research. And if your company doesn't have that right. cohesive look, uh, they're probably going to pass you over. Right. It's a yeah, little. You only have a few seconds to make that yeah, first impression. Yeah, absolutely. So, absolutely. Yeah. Thank you so much You're for so joining welcome. me Thanks today. Thanks for doing this. It's super fun. Thanks for having me. Thanks so much for joining us on the Greatness Podcast. And just remember always do the hard thing first. <laughs> have a great day. And that's a wrap on another episode of the Greatness Formula Podcast. A big thank you to all our guests and, of course, to you, our listeners, for tuning in. Remember, you can always find more episodes and resources at www.greatnessformulapodcast.com. If you found value in today's show, please consider subscribing, rating, and sharing with someone who could benefit from these insights. Your support helps us bring you more content aimed at making you unstoppable on your path to greatness. Keep striving, keep thriving, and remember the formula for greatness starts with you.